this is Jack. Hey, I'm Damien. This is Karin. Yo, this is Toby. You are listening to the Think Breaks podcast. I shit myself real quick. Yep, it's working. <laughs> oh, I already did that before coming in. <laughs> no, take your time, man. You guys got 7-Elevens in the UK? Uh, no, we don't. We don't actually. What is that shit? Is that like 7 p.m. till 11 p.m.? <laughs> Just four hours. It's an iconic gas station. 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. But it's also essentially it's kind of like... 7 a.m. 11 p.m. Are you mad? Imagine that shit. I guess it's almost like like our petrol station sort of like little shops we get there, right, Damien? Yeah, it's just a gas station. What about Wawa? You guys got Wawa? We don't have Wawa. God damn it. A Wawa? You guys are (laughs) missing like the best gas stations around. I mean, what do we have? We just have standard like... Shell. Yeah, Shell. (laughs) uh, BP. (laughs) Fucking BP. Texaco. Woo! Texaco, yeah. SO. You guys got an SO? No, no I don't well, think I'm I've got an SO near that. me, but oh shit, just me then. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Bloody Loughton. Sonico. I don't live in Loughton. <laughs> what? I thought you where wait, Jack, where how are you? Where am I? What? As in you're... I thought you were based in Loughton. <laughs> no, we've had this discussion so many times. Then why I'm not you... I'm not far from no. Loughton. Yeah. Got... Uh, so okay, posh. you're not far far from that. Gotcha, gotcha. So you just wanted me to move to Loughton, got it? Yeah, pretty much. Fair enough. And you're taking your sweet ass time about it, to be honest. Well, I'm sorry. How have you guys been? It's been it's been really lonely watching you, you know, with all the fame <laughs> and glory of the, of the podcast and that without me. Fame yeah, welcome back, Jack. Welcome back. Thank you. I mean, you've been yes, gone for welcome. two months and it's been the best two months of our lives. All right. Yep, so bye I'll just go. Okay, <laughs> sweet. See you later. Like, fuck me then, right? <laughs> I know. I've, uh, welcome onto the show as a guest, Jack. We really appreciate oh, you coming <laughs> onto the show. Oh, you've got to give him a proper Real pleasure. Intro as well. Real yeah, pleasure. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, the owner of Basics Recordings and Calibrate. He also goes uh, by the name Echo Motion as well. Yes, Echo Motion. He's got a couple good releases coming out. A couple good releases already out. How are things going, Jackie boy? Yeah, thank, thanks so much for having me, Matt. I've, I've been a yeah. fan of the show for quite some time now. Um, a lot of notes on where you guys can improve. Oh, I'm on oh, yeah, 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 Your notes are just fire all three of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, we know a Jack, too. He owns the Think Break podcast. Like, But like, he's cool, though. You know what I mean? He's cool. Yeah, he I would just, never fire us. Just stop by every now and then to make sure that, you know, it's all going to plan. The boys are behaving, basically. The boys are behaving. Yeah. <laughs> How you been, man, with with everything? I mean, you, you've had a busy three months outside of all this COVID stuff and, you know, the state of the world. Yeah, no, do you know, I'm still busy, man. It's just super, super busy. It's been, it's been strange getting used to it, but I'm kind of right. used to it now, but still busy. It's just, yeah, so much going on, but... uh you're officially back to the office now, aren't you, as well? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's been weird. But in yeah, a way, in a way it's been nice. Like, in some ways, it's been nice. In other ways, I'm not here to sort of definitely not do label bits on the side, you know what I mean? So. <laughs> yeah. Was your job something that you that you could do? Like, you could do your music stuff on the side while your job was going on? Or, like, admin work kind of deal? I mean, I should say no. <laughs> yeah. For legal reasons, say no. Yeah. no. <laughs> I should say no. Yeah, it just depends on workload. I mean, luckily while I was off I had I didn't have a tremendous workload. So again, whilst the answer should be no, you know. <laughs> we'll leave it at that then. We'll leave it at that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> It'd be hilarious if I'm like making music while I'm on a sales call or something like that. Like, sir, can you hold on? I'm just, there's a, this is kick is just starting to really piss me off. I'm trying to get it to sound good and you're talking a lot. You just show him your production session as the hold music. Yeah, put, I was going to say, put him on hold and then play like an Enoch tune to him while he's on hold. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? You think that's pretty good, man? You think that's good, right? He's like, sir, I'm just trying to get a room for, 
Yeah, but what do you think of the hold music, though? That's the real question. <laughs> we'll play in your room. Like, when you're entering your room, the, the songs will be playing. And what, they've got no control over what song's playing? Oh, no, they got no control at all. I'm playing nothing but fun <laughs> music. Do you know what? That's that's a point. Did anyone see the news recently that I think is Elon Musk is um, developing a chip that mm. actually goes in into your brain and can essentially play music from within your head? Yeah, yeah. What? That sounds awesome. That, yeah. I, like, when I wake <laughs> up, I want there to be a sweet playlist. I've always thought about that since I was a kid. Dude, you've seen like Black Mirror though, yeah? Yeah, but I don't give a shit. I want music playing in my head twenty four seven, right? I, I, um, yeah, it but sounds it sounds pretty pretty interesting though. Yeah, but then what yeah, tune would you guys does, wake yeah, up to? What tune would, would I wake, wake up, up to? to? Yeah, but oh, not. there's so fucking many. <laughs> <laughs> Messiah, there's so many. Yeah. Oh, what you ah! wake up and it's just ah. <laughs> when did is that a real thing? When did he announce that? Um, I, I can't say it, specifically. I just saw it recently. It must have come up in one of my news feeds. I think che- it's in cheeky development. Cheeky lad Bible uh, or something. In it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cheeky one of them. Yeah, but I've, yeah, I think he originally made it because um, apparently it can help people that are like deaf actually regain like their hearing. Oh, that's well. what it seems like Ooh, it was originally which, meant yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's probably why Lad Bible have like picked up the kind of like the quote he made about like, playing I never music confirmed it brain. was Lad Bible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just I'm just assuming. Done. I think it was. Do you want me, I'll fact check myself. But do you know what though? All, as, like, as amazing it was a, as it would be, all I could think when I saw it was like, imagine something breaks and you, you've just got like the same song constantly playing in your head like 24 oh, no. 7. You can't oh, turn it off. Shit. You have yeah. to like take oh, yourself oh, into like a garage yeah. to get it. <laughs> Even further to that, like, what if the Neuralink thing kind of like fucks with your like? Yeah, brain I was gonna say, fucking does this go in shit. the brain? Yeah, yeah, this is like a full on like. It's a surgery. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Yeah, but yeah, cause it ta- attaches to the kind of nerve endings in in the part of you. I think it's the left side of your brain. Can't remember if it's the left or right. That is like the kind of creative kind of uh, impulses or whatever. That's so crazy. Yo, that's going to be insane in like 50, 100 years. We're going to be able to get like mechanical implants on our body. Bro, I, I say a decade, you know, <laughs> the way technology's going. sick. I would definitely get new eyes. Definitely get new eyes if I could. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was watching something on the Joe Rogan podcast that he had a scientist on there or a research developed scientist, whatever the fuck he was talking about. Uh, <laughs> Some guy. Research on eyes and they're actually finding that so there there's like human test trials going on right now to see if they can it's not like revive it's it's like a revival of cells kind of deal not like giving you new cells or anything like that but right now they have to inject some people are getting their eyes injected or some shit like that i forget what he said exactly but um it's actually showing improvement in mice and they moved over to to the human trials and it's just really cool seeing all these different fucking tests that they're doing man so what is this is this to cure visual impairment then is that the aim or that is the aim yeah which i think is badass Mm. yeah definitely isn't like laser eye surgery already a thing though that's that's really expensive though as, as well right well, so, well yeah. I don't. Well, I don't know. I, the thing is, they're doing it for people that li- are legitimately blind. Oh, okay, okay, oh, like right. full on. Yeah, yeah. Not like you can see. You just don't have very good vision. Which I mean, That's there's me. some strides in that. Yeah, Yo, same yeah. man. We're hitting a mad so, spot, aren't we? In terms of like scientific development and like technology, it's it's pretty cool, man. All some the of films it's really cool. Reality, some of it's really scary. Yeah, yeah, true, mm. man. Oh yeah, hundred percent. So, like for me, a chip in the brain that can play music is incredible. But I don't think I'd rush to get it. I think that's no, one that I'd no, wait no, no. and, and I know. <laughs> see how it plays out first because that is that in itself is quite scary. I've yeah, just watched too much Black Mirror, right? Yeah, and it would be expensive, mate. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Hella expensive. Like, cut my head open, cut, like cut my scalp <laughs> open, cut my skull open, and then place a, a chip into my brain. That's insane, man. It's literally someone, yeah, someone would be cutting cutting your brain open slightly and like getting to the nerve endings and like like 
I don't even know how it works, like welding it in with the with the electronics of the chip. It's just, yeah, I don't know. Beyond it's going to be weird. It's going to be complicated in the beginning, but if this is successful, like in the way future, it's just going to be as easy as probably putting something on your skin that like yeah. activates something. I don't know. Shit gets easier sometimes as like technology does once yeah. it's developed, once There's, the yeah, initial thing is developed. Yeah. But it'd definitely be interesting to know sort of quite how it works externally as well because I would assume it'd have to link to something to be able to play that music and then would you oh, control like it with your account? brain? You know, would Spotify. you think we're like next and uh, shuffle? I guarantee you, you like, it'll be Spotify will buy into that shit. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, definitely. 100%. Like you have, like you can select in your mind what song you want. Holy shit, that'd be awesome. But then imagine like, adverts in your head, man. Mate, it Imagine would scare that. me. Oh, oh, I, just no. think, I just think music in my head would just be a bit of a brain fry. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be a bit much to handle, really. It's a bit much, yeah, isn't it? I just can't imagine <laughs> having something like that on my brain. Like, right now I can't. Right now I can't. But then I wonder, so if you've got this, can you make someone else think of another tune and just get it stuck in their head? Like if I like started like talking about Barbie thing. Girl. Oh, oh yeah, that's some X-Men shit right there, isn't it? Yeah, the yeah. Control. Some X-Men shit. <laughs> no, truly That's some Professor wow, X baby. shit. Gene Grey. That'd be fucking crazy, man. I don't know. Yeah, I, I definitely want to see how far that goes. For sure. I wonder what they're going to test it on. Are they going to just test it on mice like they always do or what? Well, another, another thing I thought was that if, if you have the ability to do that, Think about how that could change the nature of, say, um, like nightclubs and DJing. Mm. If you could potentially DJ from, you know, within your head, like not eventually, not even need a fader. Just think what you want to happen. It happens. I mean, it'll bring the whole term silent disco to a whole new meaning, wouldn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> silent disco? What the hell is that? Uh, silent disco is when, you know, everyone's got headphones in and they hear, Come on, like, there's a DJ playing <laughs> a set. Is this a British thing or something? Um, silent disco. So basically yeah. there's a DJ just playing a set, but everyone's got their headphones in. So if you oh, don't have headphones boring. in, you're just watching people dance Yo, without anything. It's quite funny. You just look retarded. I don't know, because if you take your <laughs> headphones off, you just see people dancing around you and yeah. no music at all. Yeah, just exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Just loads of like heavy breathing and shuffling sounds and shit. <laughs> I don't know, man. I can't believe that's a thing. Yeah. Is that not a thing in America, then? Oh, I, I mean, I don't know. I just, I guess I'm not well informed if it is, because I don't fucking know if it is, but that just sounds dumb, in my opinion. <laughs> What's the point of going to a club? Like, you're, th- like well, it's supposed yeah. to be loud in a club, isn't it? Especially with our kind It'll of music, probably be loud it relies on vibrations, doesn't it? Would it be loud? Yeah, in you head- could yeah. you could make it loud in your headphones, but it's not the same as standing in front of a subwoofer. Yeah, yeah, you in, don't feel it. Yeah, like, I think that's what a lot of people are drawn to, kind of like heavy bass music mm, yeah, for. Really, yeah. the kind of feeling you get of it, it gives you, you a rush for those giant sound systems, right? That's really <laughs> mm-hmm. what you're paying for. Yeah. There's hundred thousand dollar sound systems, million dollar sound systems. Yeah. Fuck, I bet the wiring for that is crazy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Have you guys ever worked a club show or anything like that? Oh yeah. Nope. I think I mentioned in a in a previous podcast. But yeah, I used to work so many uh club events. Did you ever have to do the electrical side of it, like setting up speakers and shit like that? Yeah, occasionally, but such? more more just assisting in it when there was a few people hadn't showed up to a shift or whatever. Uh, um, yeah, I was mainly more like sorting out the venue and whatnot. When I was DJing weddings, setting up was like, for, I don't know why, but it was like the scariest part because yeah. you wanted, like, it was like trying to make sure everything worked. And if you like forgot one wire, it's like, okay, well, uh, yeah, it's all on I'm you. Isn't fucked. It? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's fucking terrifying, man. Now I need mean, nothing else is like really terrifying about DJing a wedding. In my opinion, I, th- I guess it just gets comfortable with being a one man show kind of deal. If you're just the one man DJing, mm. especially getting that, that walk rate, like when they're walking down the fucking aisle and shit, play the nine when they're yeah, walking like, down the aisle. <laughs> Jump, jump up remix of the uh, the traditional wedding. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> mate, just well, play heist the verdict, mate. Here comes the foghorn. <laughs> oh god, that's what it's gonna be. I suppose at least with like um, weddings, it's not there's not as much pressure on you to stand there and actually 
I assume, like fully mix in and work on your fades and that because it's more sort of popular music, isn't it? To get yeah. people dancing and classics get all, and get stuff. Get all the Karens moving. Yeah, well, I mean, certain, I mean, it just depends on, because there's a lot of pre-planning that goes into this. Some, uh, yeah. some people that are planning the event may actually want you to like straight up DJ, like mix, things like that. Mm. Most of the time, it's not really like that. It's kind of like playing the top 40. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Calling it a day. It's and you not need really to take like mixing. Hmm. Yeah, throw I mean, the macarena the... in there. Always, always go after macarena in there. Well, it's anything that's popular then and now, really. Yeah, exactly. especially if it's an older crowd. Hmm. <laughs> I can just imagine the, fi- it. <laughs> the first, the first solo gig I had working for this company as a DJ was doing a. Uh, it was a birthday party for these guys out in the middle of fucking nowhere. And, uh, they actually paid super well, man. So it was like some places pay between like 30 and 50 an hour. And I mean, of course, dude, it's, it's really nice. I'll put it this way. If you just worked like Friday, Saturday and Sunday, you would never Mm -hmm. have to work any other days. If you were consistent and like, we're getting clients and shit like that. Cause you would Mm -hmm. also have to do like, you know, like, uh, office parties, things like that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Which were fun as well. And you get really good tips which is badass mm. add that on to your 50 an hour and you, you're go, you're walking home with like $500 in your pocket for like five hours. That's decent. Very decent. It's crazy, did, man. Did your company um, provide the equipment as well? Or did you have to rent stuff or bring stuff? Yeah. So it was, uh, it was um, music makes you happy entertainment. That's what the company was called. And Chris Rice was the uh, owner. He was a good dude, man. He's a really good guy. Mm. He was also a hard worker and uh, he had a shitload of equipment, man. Sometimes we'd be able to set up in the office. I'd be able to DJ a little bit there, which would be fun. But he had some really good equipment. I mean, we did events for like the fucking city, man, like uh, marathon runs, shit like that. It was it was intense, man. But setting that shit up is even more intense. Like, I mean, it is hectic, man. I mean, setting up a city event for a marathon. I mean, you have to go over the fucking city to set up, man. It's crazy. Hmm. In the sound system, man, it was like I I forget how much that sound system it was like $30,000 or something like that. It was Ooh. a giant sound system, man. Ooh. Fucking Need insane. Need a mortgage he, for that. I, oh yeah, dude. No, it was crazy. <laughs> but he, uh, he also rented out gear too, which was really smart of him. Cause yeah, it was yeah, also a little extra cash. Yeah. Like lighting. Cause we did, we did lighting as well. Wow. That stutter was crazy, but we did lighting <laughs> as well. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> The the city here, I believe it was Franklin, but the city here is actually really lucrative. You know, they like to help businesses out, right? Uh, like local businesses. Mm. So every now and then they would hold like these classes. Now, I guess you could call them classes. And certain business owners would go to these classes. I believe that's how it worked at least. And after all is said and done, they would have to write a like kind of a paper on how they're going to generate revenue and what's their game plan. And they would, they would select a winner and they would give them uh, you know, tax free, like you don't got to pay it back. It's like a grant of let's say $20,000 for your business for like starting it up and growing it or whatever. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I think that's what Chris had done. I don't, I mean, I don't remember the outcome of that, but I hope he won. He deserved it. It was good. So here's a question, I guess, for you and uh, Toby, where you've played like live shows. And I imagine it's not a straight answer. But for you, is it more fulfilling to stand there in front of like a crowd and just see everyone popping off and know that you've absolutely nailed your set? Is that more fulfilling than, say, having a release out and seeing that do really well? Hmm. That's a good question. Good question, that. That's a good question. Yeah, um, like on par. I know, I know they're different, equal. but I'm just wondering, sort of the, you know, if one maybe edges over the other. I think I think uh, in the moment, um, you definitely feel more kind of excitement when it's like the seeing that reception it's to like, like adrenaline, DJ right? set. Yeah, because yeah. you feel yeah, you feel you get the adrenaline. You're like already pumped and sweating. You're not off from like mm-hmm. smashing it out and you kind of feel the energy but 
Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I think they're both they're both great feelings. I think over time, different. a release is probably going to do you better because a release is there. A DJ yeah. says like one time, and that feels great. I mean, that feels amazing in the instant. I mean, granted though, my shows yeah. over here, dude. It's not it's not like packed or anything. Yeah, it's like I don't know, man. It's fucking sad. I never had like crowds going, jumping up and shit like that, which kind of blows. It's just the crowd is all. There wasn't a D&D uh, okay. crowd here. Right. But I can imagine that feels amazing, like especially in the moment. But over time, I think the release will probably add more dopamine to your brain. Hmm. Well, I mean, you put more into a release as well, I think. And I don't know, it feels a bit more personal. That, that might just be like a kind of personal preference thing for me. but. If I make a really good tune that's, yeah, yeah. If I made a good tune that's kind of got a good reception, I'll definitely feel the kind of, like, that proudness yeah. within me a lot longer than I would if I smashed out a set and saw a load of people enjoy boat, it. Man. I'm in the same boat. Um, and I suppose as well with a release, you've, realistically, you've got indefinite time to be able to perfect that. Yeah. If it's not quite where you want, so yeah. you could do a set and come off and think, oh man, that was not my best. But then you move on, you do mm. another one. I suppose with releases, yeah, yeah. if you're not quite happy with it, you don't put it out. So then yeah. I suppose there's that element. Yeah, you've got time to tweak it and such. Whereas when it's set, it's just like, what's done is done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you could put it out and then listen back a few months later and just be like, oh fuck, why did I put that yeah. out? <laughs> there is that as well. <laughs> and there's no going back then. <laughs> Uh, you know, DJing a lot more lately has made me realize how, uh, like, perfectionist I am when it comes to that kind of shit. Hmm. Like, when I'm recording a set. What's a DJ and Yeah, DJing. It's yeah. Just, well, like, I don't know, man. There's certain things that, like, you know, you, in your head, you know, or you think that this drop is going to be fucking sick. And then you drop it, and it's either, it's not as good as you thought it was going to be, or the key is so drastically different that the drop just didn't impact as much because the previous song wasn't the same key. Right. Shit yeah. like mm. that. It's just the minor things like that. Or like I, my hardest thing when DJing is actually dropping a tune mid beat. Like when the previous song is still, it hasn't like gone to a break or anything. It's like dropping it. I don't know. Like a minute, a minute fucking 30 or something. I have to say though, I do, I do quite enjoy that about your style because I think a lot of um, this reminds me of something actually. Is that there's a lot of it. I know it's a faster genre, so you, I think people tend to avoid having those breaks and letting some breakdowns play. But I think for right. I, I quite like it at some points throughout the mix. I think it's good to have that little breakdown and a breather, and you can work some more musical elements into it or yeah. instead of drums clashing all over each other and that. Mm. There was. Yeah. Of quite a lot of posts I'm seeing recently on Facebook about who's the better DJ, you know, Andy C or AMC. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's and, I, I hate that shit. But like, who's the know, better DJ? I guess. Huh? And then uh, you sort yeah. of see a lot of comments about how AMC is better because he can have like this many decks going and he drops all Sex these tracks track. and that. And well, it's easy to do that when you're when like and nowadays it's easy to do that because you can press sync and there's no mm. question about it that th there's he's well on pioneers you can read you don't have to be technically on sync but you can read the yeah. bpms yeah and granted it's not always right but you can get as close as possible so you can it's easier to add more songs in nowadays <laughs> like you can have yeah. four fucking decks going in at once but if you had four vinyls going at once that's another whole fucking level in my opinion Especially if you've got record box on as well, because you're, you're pre-analyzing your whole playlist right, of tracks. Right. Uh, mm. Essentially, yeah, they'll read. Nothing against sync. I don't give a shit. Like, I mean, if, if it's flowing, the mix is good. I don't really give two fucks, right? But like this whole thing about like, who's the better DJ and all that's like, well, I don't I don't yeah. fucking know. It doesn't really like, matter. Doesn't matter yeah. As long as you enjoy <laughs> the mix, that's what it's all about. Yeah. They're, they're both yeah. very similar style mixing as well. And they're both very good mixes. Yeah. Like yeah. DJ, sorry. So, I don't, yeah, it, who I, gives a fuck? Just, <laughs> it's like, I don't know, man. It, it's cr because, I don't know, AMC just likes to, he, when he, I don't I think I've ever heard an AMC tune, or uh, not tune, but mix, where like one tune is going on for over two minutes. He's like, oh, no, yeah. he's doing it so quick. But I don't mind that style because it's, it's making all these tunes sound different. Mm -hmm. And I kind of mm, like yeah. that. I like that deal. That's what the whole point of double yeah. dropping and shit like that is. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that's the thing, ultimately. I mean, 
at the end of the day, for me, it's not particularly my style. I'm, I wouldn't mind seeing it live. I'd be happy to see it live. It's not totally my style. I just find it really strange that all of a sudden there's this big discussion or, or yeah, discussion for want of a better word on who's better based on technical ability. When as far as I'm concerned, you know, DJing's always been about not just about song selection, but it's about music. It's yeah. about yeah. playing the stuff to product. sound good. It's, if you're smashing right. six tracks together just so you can say, yeah, well, I can play six tracks at once, then you're not considering that end end goal of what it sounds like, in, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, because you could mix uh, six songs nuts. together, but it could just sound like a complete mess, like a complete yeah. barrage of noise. And it's like, that's not good at all. Are there mixers with six channels? Holy fuck, that'd be oh. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, speaking of AMC, didn't he do a six deck set with a six channel yeah, mixer? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's, with, that's what I mean. Or did he yeah. have a did he have a second mixer or, or was no, it? No, it was it was a, a pioneer six decker. Uh, what? That, I that's crazy. I mean, here's the thing, man. It's I don't know how we EQ'd all that on time. That's nuts. Yeah, there's, <laughs> right. that's I think it's I mean. um, the sets. The sets still up on YouTube, so I'll find you a link, Damien. I'll send it over. Was was that the set, Karen? I don't know if you know. Was that the set where he kept pointing towards his deck because there's yes. been a lot of controversy in a previous mix about um how he doesn't adjust the pitch live it's it's all preset to the same bpm yeah so through the set oh. there's a couple of times where you see him pointing to um the, mm. the um the actual mixer just to show oh by the way i'm not just pressing sync right. that's so stupid dude it's like who, who cares exactly you shouldn't have to you know yeah, you shouldn't have to the only, th you know, I'll say this though, the only time, well, I wouldn't say the only time, but where it really matters your skill is actual turntablism. Yeah. Like, fucking, if you guys have ever seen like those scratch offs or people like fucking can't, like they're basically producing live on vinyls. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane how good these guys are. I mean, they, they hold these world championships and like it's, it's, it's nuts what these guys can do. That is a full on skill. That's mm. not even really DJing. That's just like, I don't even know what the fuck that is. That's just turntablism. Yeah. Mm. That's awesome, that, though. Yeah, it's so yeah, cool to that watch. That shit's crazy. That's where your skill really counts. And mm. that, you're not going to really, I don't really know if you see that too much in the drum and bass scene. You just see, you know, your standard mix and kind of deal. I mean, the first person that comes into my head is DJ Markey. As soon as I think about yeah. scratching. Yeah. Yeah. But With his cradle, a, cradle scratch. Yeah. You ever seen yeah, that's that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's like videos of him, isn't there, with with the turntable like actually up on his shoulder, like yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> scratching. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that. Yeah, There's some crazy ass shit, dude. Um, speaking of DJing though, and just um, sort of bring it on another angle, we actually got a question earlier today, actually, from Jeroen, who says, so he's taking looking at it in a more production based. Um, avenue but he says mm -hmm. how would you go about improving the dj friendliness of your tunes without trading in on creative appeal that's actually kind of hard to be honest with you yeah it's actually really hard to do that because most dj friendly tunes they usually start off with a hot like doing tss, tss, or the, the drums or straight just up, drums yeah just playing and it's a straightforward tune. Most of your old 90s tunes, most of your old 90s, any EDM starts off that way. And they're usually longer mm. tunes because it was, you know, you're DJing on vinyl. And sometimes it can take longer to DJ in vinyl and find the pitch and all that. Lock it in place. There's, so most older tunes were longer. There's a lot of tunes back in the day as well that had extended mixes as well, right? Where the intro and the mm. outro was just drums. Is that right? Yeah. I know it's yeah. the case for house music and all that, but... Yeah, that's that's right. Even in some um, disco music, they had the the twelve inch edition, didn't they? The twelve inch mix. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Stuff. yeah. That was solely for mixing it as well. I mean, nowadays most tunes are getting unfriendly to DJ, and I don't mean that in like a bad way. They're just harder to DJ because yeah, yeah. things are getting more cinematic. You know what I mean? Like, especially a lot of drum and bass. Like, it's I mean, who's gonna say it's easy to DJ a song where it starts off with just pads? Yeah, yeah exactly. You got to scratch through the tune and find the beat, and and sometimes think, yeah. the drums don't come in until the actual beat just drops. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think in, in response to the question, in that sense, it's, I think drum and bass is probably one of the, the harder genres to try and nail that trade-off mm. because I, I know exactly what he means. And even in Damien's you know, example, you could have a track with just pads. One way you could make that more DJ friendly is to just add a hi-hat in. I, I wouldn't yeah. say that yeah. takes away from the creativity. But when yeah, you're no, talking it's, about it's like the tiny actual, element, right? 
break beats mm, and drums yeah. and if you really want to get experimental with that it it is quite difficult to still keep that in as as dj friendly in that sense you know yeah i assume that's what he means more in a sort of like a melodic sort of perspective yeah well just if you didn't want if you didn't want like percussion percussive elements to be those markers you can always go for kind of like more atmospheric kind of hits, I guess. Your folly, yeah, like mm. a and, giant yeah, but crash. If, if there's a rhythm to them, like like the, that is a way to kind of beat yeah. match still. You don't necessarily need those kind of drums like taking along the way. That I think that's mm. kind of what would make someone between like an average mixer and like a good mixer. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. yeah, yeah. That makes sense. I suppose it's more, I suppose as well, it depends if you're going to, if, if Jeroen's referring it to more of like a structural um, yeah. angle or or a beat beat matching angle, if if you know what I mean, because well, yeah, structurally guess, you can still yeah. do quite a lot without compromising that creative integrity. But obviously, beat matching becomes a bit more difficult. So, well, quickly speaking about structure as well, I have noticed mm. that more and more tunes, and I've I've even been a victim of doing it myself. I've noticed like intros seem to be getting shorter and shorter yeah, yeah. like more snappier mm. and stuff and it seems like right. it's just because it's easier to mix it in that way because obviously the technology's there to make mixing a lot a lot more straightforward now mm. without having to worry about do you know what i mean the turntable aspect of it of yeah. keeping it in yeah. time and whatnot but it's a shame like um i'm a big fan of kind of like big atmospheric kind of intros normally I mean, right. yeah, but it I mean, does seem like it's going down the angle of everyone's trying to cater for making sure everyone can DJ their tune properly. But when does it become yeah. the point of we need to make these DJs like work a little bit then? <laughs> yeah. I mean? Yeah. And that's fair enough. I think when I started DJing, I didn't like, I didn't have a sync button or anything like that. Although I do think that learning on sync can help in the long run, but mm. you know, quickly back to what I was saying that, yeah when I was DJing and I would DJ uh, like a intro tune that's like 16, like it's just really fucking quick. Yeah. I would, I, I would just let it D I would just find the drop and then just beat match the tune from the drop. And then once the break is coming or something like that, that's when I would reset the song and quickly get it, you know, back into position. I don't have to. Oh, right. So, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I feel you. Yeah. See, that's the classic way of doing it on vinyl back in the day. Yeah, that was. Yeah, it was it's like the only way you could have done yeah, it. Yeah, the really, only yeah. way, yeah. The only way, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I, I like, uh, I, I don't mind a fast intro because sometimes I just feel like drum and bass is like, all right, get to the point, man. Yeah, Most of these yeah, intros sound the same anyways. Yeah. yeah. Especially yeah. when the intro is just 64 bars of just drums on its own. Hmm. Yeah. Like, <laughs> on a listener yeah. side, you almost think, come on, let's just, let's just get to it yeah let's get to it yeah. well that was going to be my point as well i think even even outside of of dj i think nowadays people have a lot shorter attention span in terms of music not oh, only yeah. there's oh, a lot yeah. more available it's, it's but you yeah. have things like spotify now soundcloud where you can literally click on a track and if you want you can just skip straight to the bit where it drops you can just click on we the way where that. you can see it drops yeah so we many people do, do that, that on youtube don't they it's just like oh there's a new song that's uploaded on ukf let's go to the drop yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I do yeah. that shit. Yeah. It's the same yeah. with getting promos as well, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I get, I get yeah. promo things. I just skip through more, go to the draw, and then if there's one where it's just like, "Yo, this is sick," I'll probably take it back to the start and like give it a nice yeah, listen. Yeah, exactly. Like, Come on, yeah. 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 But yeah, you can't. You'd be lying if you were saying that you didn't. Uh, no, like yeah, I, just bash it to like one minute quickly. <laughs> I used to have the mindset of no, no, no the drop's not going to make sense unless I hear the full tune, and then I started realizing that that is total bullshit. I need to like the actual bass. That I need to like the beat, and then I can go back and enjoy the intro. It is true. I mean, I'm like Siran made a point in the Discord the other day, didn't he? Where he's about promos, where he said, "You literally five ten seconds. That's." That's all I need, and I can sort of tell where yeah. it's going already. Yeah, and to yeah. be honest, yeah, you know, point. You, you, yeah, most of the time you can. I mean, there's some exceptions in my experience, but yeah, right. generally, right. all you need to hear is that main little snippet of of, of the drop or the main portion. Oh, the, yeah, and you kind of vibe, know where it's, and yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's I don't know. I like uh, what is the like average time for a drum and bass tune? Like four minutes thirty six seconds or something like that. That's what my mm. tunes always end up at. <laughs> Every single <laughs> time. Average. <laughs> Maybe around five and a half minutes, I guess. Yeah. That's, I mean, uh, teach their own. I don't really give a shit. I, I'll DJ <laughs> it probably anyways. I'll find some way to DJ. 
Yeah. Exactly, exactly. If you like the tune, you're going to DJ anyway. But it obviously would be helpful for it to be DJ friendly. But then I suppose that's where, you know, you can do things like little bootlegs yourself just to give it an easier, yeah. an easier intro. Oh, like point, we yeah, have that technology now. So There are some tunes, though, that are just insanely hard to DJ. That song uh, by Kai Concept coming out on Base 6, what's that? It's called Fluffy Hotel Carpet? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That song is very hard to DJ. And I don't mean okay. like it's like what I mean by that is it's when it drops it's so different in its drop. Oh, the kicks it's off be- beat, isn't it? For the yeah, first, yeah, the kick is yeah, yeah a swung it's, kind of thing on the go. Yeah, I love that. It's my favorite on the album, but it's <laughs> so. When I was DJing it recently with one of our with uh, Toby and I's release, one of with our tunes, it was making the previous tune sound different. I don't really know yeah. if that makes sense. Like it was making because the kick was was off a different beat, it was just making the entire other tune sound completely different. I don't yeah, really yeah. know how to describe it. But there are tunes like that that are that are uh harsh or, or but there's also tunes that like have like an extra like four little bars right before the drop out of nowhere oh, so it kind of goes out. Oh, yeah where it doesn't um, follow the 16 sort of pattern where it just sort of uh, yeah. grows you off it goes like to 18 it's like what the fuck yeah <laughs> i usually end up taking them out of the set as well even though i really like the song but it's just like it's too hard to mix sort of thing i like trying to get my doubles lined up and if you literally can't get mm. a double with it then it just kind of loses a lot of the impact when mm. you've been hearing these kind of double drops throughout the whole thing and then you just go to like a right that consistency singular or whatever yeah i've noticed some tunes like that i those ones they're like uh i feel you by icicle is like that when uh the song comes in it says i feel you and then it drops but it's a po- you drop it on I feel you, but it sounds like you're supposed to drop it on the drums. Right, right, yeah. So many tunes do that. Yeah, and listen to that one. It's real. It's interesting. So the way I go about that is, I'll take the other tune out when he says I feel you, and then I'll bring it back in, and then mm. it'll drop with I feel you. Nice. Yeah, it works better that way. Yeah. Yeah. Some some. T- it's that's what makes DJing fun though. Is when you get a tune that's like what the fuck, and then you're like, okay, how can I do this? Yeah, I mean, that adds to what Toby yeah. was saying earlier about sometimes yeah, exactly. the DJs need to work a bit harder to find creative ways of mixing it. Yeah. It, it, yeah, absolutely, man. It'll, it'll make it fun again for people that are getting bored with DJing. Or yeah, because having... let's be honest, it is easy to DJ these days. Like, it is. With the technology, it, it, a lot of it does do a lot of the work for you. Yeah, I mean, so, I'll be yeah. honest. Like, when I do, when I record mixes, I used to be at the mindset again that i should never use sync but when i record a mix like it's like a guest mix or anything like that i will use sync if the song is getting if i can't get it and i only have like a minute left or something or it's just not right i am gonna hit that button because i'm recording it man yeah Hmm. it's like a lifeline is is there why not use it Yeah, I mean, imagine right. like being fifty-eight minutes into your mix, and then you mess up on the last tune because oh, you didn't press sync. I've, I've mean, done oh, that. No. Yeah, I've done that countless times. I've done it countless God. times. That's a fade-out job. That is. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Just fade that out in the in the post edit. <laughs> yeah. Shit, is, <laughs> dude. dude uh, I I threw I threw my headset actually. Uh, that was <gasps> we were recording calibrate uh, the the recent mix we were doing, and. Uh, that was the, I think we got, tw- I sent Jack, Jack, I sent you that mix and we were playing a Raw's Fresh mm. tune and it was one of those tunes that had an offbeat uh, drop and I fucked that totally up. I was like, all right, you know, like 38 minutes in. I oh. just, when RJ left, I was so upset at myself. I was oh, really mate. upset at myself. Damien, if you think that's bad, I've like stopped, I've pressed that. Uh, pause on the wrong deck Ooh, yeah, in a club in a like, busy oh club though as well where it's just like every, mm-hmm. like the whole room you can suddenly just hear the entire room oh, you know, no. it's like oh, you literally just feel everything sink and then it's just a quick bang straight back on oh, you ever no. uh yeah, you ever take bad. out the wrong tune and the other tune is playing without its bass yeah, yeah. I've, I've done that <laughs> oh, I've, I've pretty been, much that's... done all the classic things <laughs> you don't the classic do. things a bit fun yeah, <laughs> that shit it happens, sucks, man. It man. happens. I remember yeah. one time when I was doing a mix, my laptop blue screened. That was oh, the yeah. worst. <laughs> so I was in the middle of it. I was really, you know, getting into the vibe, and a blue screen, great.
thing is though at least that's just a technical and not actually on you <laughs> true but then yeah. i've done when you've all take I've... out when you take out the wrong fucking channel or oh, press pause on the wrong deck then it's just like yeah i'm a dickhead oh i've done those bits as well so you know i'm covering yeah. all the bases of problems <laughs> yeah. just just get really angry at the sound guy and pretend something's happened that wasn't your fault <laughs> imagine being that guy just start, start screaming like where is he uh, <laughs> that's ins- i feel like a blue screen is just as bad as a cd disc like like bad during live set oh, oh when i started djing i brought i had like two giant cd cases yeah, that i would haul yeah, with yeah, me because yeah. i still hadn't like i was new i didn't know that usb sticks that's what everybody was doing so mm. i was burning everything onto my cds and when I got there, I was playing an Ed Rush and Optical tune, and halfway through it skipped. So then it was oh, just completely mate. off sync. Yeah, yeah. I was like, uh, yay. I was like, that's that was awesome. The <laughs> man. That's a new, it's a new song. Don't worry about it, guys. <laughs> it's a new <laughs> remix. Bootleg, yeah. Yeah, dude. It was yeah, it's the amount of problems that I'm sure every DJ has gone through. It, it's kind of like. It's not exclusive. We've all dealt with that same yeah. shit, probably. Yeah. Totally. Although I've seen some weird mixers at clubs, though. Anybody see the weird, like the weirdest fucking mixers at clubs? I had one that wasn't a vol. It didn't have faders. It had like oh a yeah, volume just knob. like yeah, they're just knobs and shit. There's yeah, like a little was cassette like, section somewhere. It's like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, I was like, uh, <laughs> is this a? This looks like a studio mixer. What yeah, is yeah, this? Yeah. <laughs> like a full-on mixing desk. I know you just go up and it's an SSL mixing desk. It's like, wait a minute, we're so, you want us to DJ on this recording console? What? <laughs> that would be nuts. The only my my only version of something going wrong live like that because obviously I don't I don't DJ out live, but I used to play in a band, and there was a song that we were meant to be doing, and it was the first song of our set. And as I went up, um, <laughs> it was supposed song. to open with like a guitar piece that I was playing and then the rest of the band comes in and I start playing and there was just no sound. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh. I'm looking down, I was twisting the jack lead, like, the volume was up. Like just, I just, I was like a rabbit in headlights just staring out like quick, <laughs> someone help please. Everyone jump in please. Oh, God. That was bad, that was really bad. But I feel like I, once I, something like that's happened to you, it almost boosts your confidence for next time because you think it can't get worse than that. You really. grow numb to right. it, yeah. essentially. Yeah, right. Yeah. I've had, dude, D, so RJ and I, we DJed a high school, um, it was like a, a homecoming party, I think is what it was. And uh, we had songs, like the most popular songs that we knew these kids would like. They all had like, they were edited, right? So all the curse words were out. Oh, yeah. Right. And these were songs that were approved by the school. And we're DJing them live, and these kids are like fucking singing the lyrics live, and they're doing the curse words and everything. <laughs> and the fucking, and we're like, oh, okay. And the fucking teachers are coming at us like, okay, you gotta like cut this song out. It's like, I, I mean, I can't. There's the, the song's not, like, it's not cursing. And then we go to the next song, and the kids would just do it anyways. They'd be like, all right, so you teachers are fucked anyway, so we're just going to keep playing the song. Yeah, you can't control the kids like that. I mean, that's uh, not going to work at all because they know the swearing yeah. versions. Or they could probably fill in the Dude, blanks. they're teenagers. They're going to curse anyways. Yeah. They'll so fill in the shit. blanks. They'll know. <laughs> that was embarrassing, honestly. We never did business with them again. <laughs> I wonder why. No, I bet. <laughs> did we get any other questions in? Um... Yeah, we did actually. Well, sweet. Uh, I say Let's I say it. we did, but it was more a question from like last month that I forgot to actually say last month. But That's cool, man. We, Recycle. Yeah, recycling. It's all good. It's good for the world. Um, back in episode five, we got a question which was, "What does success mean to you?" And you know, Damien, Toby, and I got very philosophical and all that. Um, <laughs> we got a question this time, which is the flip side of that, which is, "How do you overcome failure within the music business?" Oh God! <laughs> Still waking that one out myself, mate. Oh, oh! I, I suppose we well, have to describe like what what is failure? Um, exactly, yeah. Yeah, what is failure, and then how do you overcome it? So, like, what is failure for you guys? Huh? I mean, I guess you could like I've sent songs to labels and never got a reply. I guess that's like failure but then again it's like i mean whatever you know yeah exactly like you just keep moving on i mean that is literally it that's what you do when you fail you move on and you keep yeah. just trying i like, think there's really no 
I think the, yeah, you can be as elaborate as you want to be, right? But that is exactly how you. That's how you overcome failures. You move on. You do it again. You learn from your mistakes. Yeah, just improve for next time. Actually, yeah, mine's mine's got to be the same, really. To be honest, I mean, I mean, what? Well, I don't want to say it's that simple, but I, I mean, at the end of the day, that is exactly what you're supposed to do. Mm. Right? Yeah. Well, dwelling on stuff isn't like like dwelling on it doesn't change it, does it? Yeah, exactly. It's not like if someone's, I don't know, declined your tune or not replied to you, there's no point being like, oh, no, yeah. why did you not answer me? You must like, hate me. Mm, and whatever. Failure always sucks. Like, it always sucks. But yeah, it's just a it's just an aspect of life, isn't it? Really? Everyone experiences it. It's part and parcel of any some degree. scene, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do. I do think the only for at least for me, the only way to overcome not even necessarily failure, but something that's potentially holding you back is to experience it in the first place. I mean, for example, yeah, I, yeah. you know, yeah. in, in the past, I wasn't always great with feedback and I didn't like having things maybe rejected from oh. labels and that. Mm-hmm. But you, you get personal. There isn't it, really of. any secret to it. You kind of just, I think you have to experience it. Yeah, to know. No, that's a good point. Yeah. And then you can either take it one of two ways. You can let it get you down or, or that can be your motivation to think, well, next time, you know, I'm going to smash it and you're going to love it or I'm going to take it to another label that's going to love it or do you know what I mean? It can mm. be, it can almost be your, mo- failure can be your motivation in a sense. Yeah. Turning it into something uh, constructive and positive for yourself. And then when Absolutely. you, and then when you've actually done it like better the second time around and the first people who rejected you are sort of like chasing you now, there you go. Mm. There's your success again. Yeah. That's actually a big thing on how to accept feedback. Like there's a mm. lot of people that don't know how to accept feedback or even really how to give feedback, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like like in when somebody sends a tune to me and they tell me to give them feedback, it's like, well, it's going to be for me at least personally, it's hard for me to do that when I know that this isn't your final product or uh, let me rephrase that. This isn't what you believe to be the final product. Yeah, well, like a a whip, work in progress kind of mm. dealio, and it's just like yeah, it's yeah. like well, I can't really because I don't know like is this the kick that you want? If this is the kick that you want, I need to hear everything else so I know like okay, it's jiving with the mix, you know. It's really hard to be like mm, I don't know about that guitar, man. I don't know like unless I'm producing it with you or something. If you want creative feedback, I guess that could go a long way. If you say hey, what do you think about this guitar and the songs? Like well. I, I still find it hard. I need to hear the full fucking thing, man. I need to hear your full vision or at least what you believe to be. That's it. You know, like that's what, I, that's what I want the song to be like your rough draft. I must admit it is, it is always a weird one when you, when someone asks, asks for feedback, they send you a tune, but then you get the whole like, okay, so here's the tune, but I'm not happy about this and ignore that. Cause that's not oh, there. And then you're like, but then, yeah. okay. So then <laughs> what do you want me to feedback? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm, yeah. 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 I see that I see that a lot, and it's just like, oh, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't really know. I think I I've just done don't that fucking times. know because you don't know what you want the song to be. Well, that's it as well. But everyone's got their own different kind of uh, preference where they would want it to go. Yeah, and like different preference for mix downs and stuff. So sometimes I don't know. Like if something sounds a little like out of mix for me. It doesn't necessarily mean that that's like wrong. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, more yeah, yeah, Obviously, exactly. there are some yeah. things that obviously, like if something's way too compressed, then it's just like anyone would be able to tell. Oh, yeah. the technical side. Sounds yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think yeah, creative feedback is one thing, but then obviously technical feedback yeah. is another. Realistically, so I guess yeah. yeah, try to get get it out of them what they want. <laughs> do you want like Kinda the like technicals, r- or do you want me to give me my personal creative opinion on it? Yeah. Like, yeah. More like, do you want feedback on the vibe or the technicalities? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I th- and you know, it starts to blur the line a little bit for me too, because I can see that once you once a producer knows, like they know what they're doing, they know their gear and what they got, their plugins. They could be doing something that's really strange in a technical way that doesn't sound quite right to my ears in the beginning. But it's like you know, I can see this in the full grand scheme. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, there's yeah. that as well, isn't there? Yeah. So that can that can off put me like this cake just does not sound right like it, mm. at all right now. But when I hear the final product and it's the same exact cake the way it was, it's like you know what I see it now. But it this works. Is, with it the could actually fit elements. better. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I it's hard. I think that's in a proper way to give feedback is start off, like if you this will actually help people accept you know 
feedback too, or failure or however you would see it is starting off with like, all right, thanks for, you know, just telling that you are grateful that you sent them the tune. They, that means they obviously value your input to some extent. That's a big thing. That's a big deal. That'd be a big deal to me. So I would let them, I would acknowledge that and then tell them, I think the, tell them what you think of the overall tune so far. And then you get in the details, you know, maybe you want to do the bad things first and then end off with what you think is actually really cool. Mm, yeah end off on a positive note end off with some dopamine in the brain that's like okay so it actually wasn't that bad or something you know Mm. yeah yeah i always try and do i mean what is it called is it called like a positivity sandwich or something where you give a good point a bad point a good point a bad point and end it on a good i think it's it's something about a sandwich i can't remember okay but yeah it's something about sandwiches um yeah that could work too but yeah like i feel like that's the best way to do it because it's not like you're like beating them down with a stick like this is bad this is awful and so on <laughs> right right you sort of you know look at it but on again it's is sort of part and parcel of of asking for that feedback it doesn't mean that even if it is bad you know someone is necessarily telling you it's bad you're asking for their and again it's i think it's what toby said it's either whether they want technical feedback or creative mm. because as far as i'm concerned creatively you can't really do anything wrong. You might do yeah, something that's a bit well, boring it. and bland, but it's not it's not bad because it's creative. You've yeah. you've chosen that. That's um, completely but obviously subjective. technically technically you could send me something that creatively is amazing, ask for my technical feedback, and there's a lot to bullet point. That yeah. doesn't mean I'm saying it's bad, and then I shouldn't have to go out of my way to provide what's good about it as well. I mean I would because it's just the nice thing to do, but do you know what I mean? Like if, if they're asking you for feedback, you should be able to be honest as well without that fear of, oh, they're going to get upset if I'm too harsh. Yeah, so, yeah, totally. But, you know, I'm just a bastard. So. <laughs> Mate, I'm True, terrible but... at giving feedback. I really am. Because I, I just never, I never give the criticism, if you know what I mean. It's always just like, yeah, it's something I need to work on, really. Sometimes I feel like <laughs> too harsh when feedbacking people, but people appreciate it. So I'm just like, okay, whatever. Now be harsh, man. Yeah, yeah exactly. I think it. it's just better Own because it. then it's sort of like, well, in my opinion, I think it pushes people further. Yeah, it's more productive, realistically, yeah. isn't it? Exactly, yeah. Yeah. It's genuine. And you can always tell anyway that the people that are just sending you um, something for feedback when actually it's just a flex that they've they've got a banger and they don't really want your feedback. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're I think out, man. I, that Echo Motion guy does that <laughs> a lot, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was about to say, mate. Every time he sends a sketch, he's like, oh, yeah, just, uh, yeah, here's a tune. And it's just like a great bang. I'm like, great. Yeah, I'm not yeah. asking for feedback, then, man. I'm just flexing. <laughs> just flexing. <laughs> Check out my bangers. <laughs> uh, look at this new one, guys. Literally. Look at this new tune that I made that I know is amazing. <laughs> Dear. So, sorry, say that again, Damien. <laughs> <laughs> look at this new tune that I made that I know is amazing. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> like that always that's, that's sunny scene. They- <laughs> oh my god, bro! I've been watching Tell me I'm good. Stop. Tell me I'm good. Please, I'm good. Tell me you love me. At the therapist. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she's You're in good. The ther- Thank that's you. amazing. Yeah, the I've been, one. I've been really addicted to watching a particular episode where they all try to make a band. It is. Oh, it's incredible. Man. That's the Dayman classic, isn't it? Yeah. Any fucking origins of like Dayman. It, it's just a keyboard, a shitty keyboard song, <laughs> like preset <laughs> song. Yeah, it was amazing. It's, it's so, so catchy, good. though. Did I show He's you guys like, the dubstep remix of that? Oh, don't forget, man. Mate, it's actually a, d- a banger. It's like the video makes it because he's edited the video and it's like this like constant. <laughs> I think I showed Jake in the Discord. He was just like, yeah, it was incredible. But there's another one as well of, you know, when they try and win the award, is it, for the song? Where Charlie's like, there's a spider. Deep in oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, They yeah. remix that one and it goes so wild. It's got like the I'm the golden god just meme in it. fucking appears out of the, underneath the ground or underneath the floors. <laughs> Man, just, just the term dubstep remix is just so nostalgic. There was a time <laughs> everything had when one. everything had a dubstep remix. Yeah, it didn't matter what. True. Holy shit. Left and right, man. Literally everything, every single song had a dubstep remix, man. Where's My Money, TC? That was remixed, like, I think a few times in dubstep. Casper mm. did it, didn't he? Yep. He did. That was the became classic somehow one. more popular. It was pretty original. naughty, though, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I, to be honest, I don't remember the Pretty way it sounds. Noy, I gotta listen to it again. It's pretty much that, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, bro step. There you go. 
Capacity. <laughs> yeah, literally capacity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the new one, isn't it? Fucking hell. Yeah, dude, I'm going to say it's good to have you back, Jack. It's good to be it back. Man. I, must, I was saying to Karen before I come on, I was like, I'm actually a bit nervous. I feel, I feel like I am <laughs> yeah. a guest on the show. Fuck no. up, Andy. Yeah, that's what, that's what I needed. I needed some some Damien tough loving. And uh, it's go. all back to normal yeah. now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got that soothing Essex voice back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, the yeah. Essex voice. From Essex. So that's, Essex. How far is Suffolk from you guys? The UK like Suffolk? England, okay, Suffolk. England Suffolk. Yeah. Uh, it's far. That's all I know. I think it's about an hour from me, I think. I'm really bad with geography, so I could be completely wrong. Is it all just country there? I, I don't know. I've never been. <laughs> <Good day. laughs> never I, think you guys need, I think you all need to go to Suffolk, and yeah. then we can all say that we've We're all been in Suffolk. Suffolk We're all in the it's same all room. <laughs> it's all mud huts and wigwams there, actually, Damien. Yeah, they don't even have electricity yet. Oh, well. They what the fuck? I bet our Suffolk <laughs> listeners right now are just like, yo, what did you just say about me? <laughs> so our Suffolk is definitely cooler then. <laughs> we got construction projects up the ass around here, dude. I when I first got here, <laughs> it was nothing but country. Up your now, like, like it's left and right, man. I mean, buildings everywhere. Oh, was well, so it used to be like really countryside, and now it's like they're trying to build it up into a city or something. Uh, well, I mean, it's still, it's still, it's the largest landmass in Virginia. It's still okay. majorly country, but I mean, it's just, there's so many development projects around here. Just for especially housing in, or, or? No, in general, man, like, especially in Northern Suffolk, we call that the rich side of Suffolk. Oh, okay. Mm. North Suffolk, that Harbor View area. It's, that's rich people land. Right. I Let's live in what, what I call there. Midtown. Yeah, exactly. Oh, well, actually, I have DJed over there. I DJed at a Starbucks. Oh, Mr. Rich Star- man. At a Starbucks. <laughs> a Starbucks. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yo, I DJed, uh, like, really, I don't, I, like, it was jazzy D&B. Like, very chilled Ooh, out D&B. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? People actually enjoyed it, man. It was just kind of background music. I didn't have it very loud or anything like that. It was nice. I hauled my KRK speakers over there. Yeah didn't have proper speakers at the time for it <laughs> nor would they have proper speakers in a starbucks no but their tunes that they played sometimes were catchy well they, they'd usually just play like, like what pop like, songs right so starbucks has like a legitimate i think they have a legitimate spotify playlist and it would just like rotate songs through that playlist oh. we need to get on that playlist yeah seriously that's my that's my new ambition <laughs> I want to be on the Starbucks playlist. Submit our label's music to the Spotify playlist. Sorted. I, well, you know, now I think about it, a lot of indie artists have been on there, like up and comers. There's a lot of exposure. Like yeah. we joke, that is a lot of yeah. exposure. Exactly. Yeah. I, now that I think about it, that is that is really cool. You know, Starbucks is a pretty good company. They were good to work for. Hmm. You've worked it. everywhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jack of all trades over here. Damien. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Damien's got all the best stories. <laughs> uh, dude that place was crazy some of those people are fucking crazy man how are english people with their coffee you guys fucking crazy too i don't drink coffee but i would say not quite as much as as the u.s we're obviously bigger tea drinkers but coffee is still like a big bigger thing over here yeah yeah just pansies aren't we fucking Little bag of tea, man. Hey, tea is you nice, guys actually, man. Like, do you have a coffee shop or a tea shop or some shit that you guys just kind of go to? Well, we get, we have it's, Starbucks. It's coffee shops everywhere. We've got Starbucks, yeah. like, almost got, every yeah, other road. Costa. Costa. Costa Coffee. What's is there the another one? one? Is it Nero? Nero? Oh, is there that we go. Is that <laughs> Cafe Nero. Cafe Nero, oh, yeah. Sick, <laughs> and no, not the dubstep <laughs> artist Nero. That's where all the Matrix geezers go. <laughs> oh, you guys dress it's like an event to go to this coffee shop you fucking get your trench coat slick back here actually one for the english guys here isn't that like the ritz because you have to kind of dress up to go into the ritz no uh, sure great yeah. thanks guys really you guys know nothing you're the english ones <laughs> i mean I don't, I don't really know much about the ritz really have you guys been to a jazz club by any chance yeah like a legitimate no. jazz yes. club like i'm talking i don't know yeah. how to dress up and shit oh no no probably not that legitimate but i've been in like gimmicky ones that claim to be jazz clubs i suppose <laughs> is that leads <laughs> whether they're the real deal or not i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i mean I, i'll tell you what it was a f- 
fucking it was like a restaurant slash uh jazz bar club whatever the fuck you want to call it but like i mean it was like the singers there like it was you know your ups your uh, upright acoustic bass piano mm-hmm. vocalist but they were like uh they look like they came out of the 50s man it was fucking badass going there we had oh, front nice. row seat i'd like to experience that kind of thing yeah to be honest it, it was cool. nice I, I secretly recorded them underneath the table so I could get some samples. And they turned <laughs> out to be terrible samples. <laughs> Just muffled under the table. Yeah. <laughs> Just has the sound of Damien's legs rubbing together or something. <laughs> yeah. It, it, was, it was a good time, though. It was nice. I mean, everything was goddamn expensive, but it was nice. Mm. Mm. Oh, guys, would you believe it? It's been an hour. That hour has flown by. Yeah. I mean, God damn. We were going at 180 per per hour. That's insane. It doesn't even feel like it's been an hour. That's because I'm back. Yeah. It's the first time we're actually here as four hosts as well. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good times. Toby did well. We don't have to sack him. That's that's good. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I tried. I was Manchester. Oh, was like, yeah. Moved. Good, you know, it's good. It was um, it was a bit of a hectic move, I guess. A lot of uncertainties. We only found out that we actually, like, got the place about, I am going to say, four days before the date where we were meant uh, to move in. Christ. So Whoa, it was kind of like, crazy. do you know what I mean? It was kind of like an oh shit moment. But yeah, yeah. obviously they we got the good news. We're quite place settled is nice in. and everything? Yeah. Oh, it's a really nice spot, yeah. Got right on, brother. You got a nice yeah. view and everything, or uh, yeah, view. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, it's a brick wall. Yeah, brick no, wall. no, it's, it's, nice. it's, it's actually quite calm to be honest. It's uh, we've, we've got a good nice. spot. Just eager for stuff to get back to normal now. I guess yeah. want to kind of. Yeah, I feel like we all yeah. are to be honest. Experience yeah. this new city, right? They are really hammering that mask shit in where I'm at, dude. Like they are really hammering that in. They are in the UK yeah. now. Yeah, as of yesterday. Like, little too like when late, i go into really. a gas station it's like hey man you gotta have a mask i i don't carry a mask with me but they'll a lot of these places will just give you a mask like okay i don't give a shit just give me the fucking mask yeah yeah i saw an interesting post by mike Rowe. do you guys know who that is no he's uh did you guys ever heard of dirty jobs that tv show no, no. Is that no. An American thing, i think I it's an american thing yeah it is. It was American as fuck. I can't lie, but I, I don't <laughs> really. Yeah. It's like a whole conversation. I don't know if I want to get. It, fuck! I'm not gonna get into it. What? <laughs> Next time, mate, we'll be we'll had, be waiting on yeah. the edge of our seats for he that. He had one, like mate. he had like a whole thing to say on because uh, somebody commented on his uh, and he's a very intelligent guy. He's very soft spoken, I guess you could say. But um, somebody said that they were disappointed that he wasn't wearing a mask or something like that for some sort of dirty job or some shit like that. And he had a very long and and honestly really like I don't know, felt heartfelt reading the post about uh why he wasn't wearing a mask. And I suggest that everybody go onto his Facebook profile and read that. You'll know when you see when you see it. It was a really good post. And I think I was in the same boat as him. Like, like when you, he had this insane, this really interesting uh, example of imagine that nobody drove cars ever, right? And then we all just started driving cars, and we heard that there was because uh, I think there's like thirty eight thousand uh, like uh, fatal accidents or some shit like that in the U.S. alone, I believe, or something a year out of the millions upon millions of people driving cars. And he just said, now imagine the media posted every day about these, which they already do, I think, about these fatal accidents. They posted about how there's 20,000 accidents happening. And like there would be some sort of mass hysteria. Nobody would want to drive anymore, right? And then eventually people would want to drive. I don't know. It's just read the post. It was going to his Facebook profile. was super interesting. That's everyone's homework for, for next uh, <laughs> for next episode. Yeah. There'll be there'll be I'm a gonna ask. <laughs> yeah, I will be asking. I thought that was gonna go down the angle of like the seatbelt thing. Cause I know obviously there was a point where like wearing a seatbelt wasn't legal. Oh yeah. And then of they made it like a legal thing and everyone was just like, Oh, but I don't want to wear a seatbelt. But now everyone just wears a fucking seatbelt because they know it's common sense. Mm. Yeah, you should wear a seatbelt. I mean, I get where they're coming from. Like, it's your body, you're right and shit. But I, you should definitely wear a seatbelt, people. <laughs> it yeah, saves lives. Wear, wear seatbelts. There you go. 
Anyways, drum and bass. <laughs> a nice little uh, little tangent you went on there. Yeah, a nice way to round off. I yeah, know. exactly. <laughs> it went nowhere. We've got homework for the next time. <laughs> but yeah, if, if anyone listening wants to get in touch with us, we are on Discord. You can find our server invite link pretty much everywhere. But if you can't, just shoot one of us a message. Uh, you can email us at podcast at basicsrecordings.com. And yeah, we're pretty much everywhere at the moment. We're taking over. Yeah. So, uh, World domination. Elon Musk who? It's going to be the fucking Think Breaks fucking Neuralink yeah. coming soon. We'll be in your head. Think Breaks <laughs> brain music. <laughs> You'll just hear us. Oh, oh my God. That's a nightmare. But yeah, yeah thanks, anyways. thanks everyone for listening once again. It's good to be yeah. back. Yep. Hey, lovely. Thanks for joining you. us, and see you all next month. Oh, Indeed. Peace. 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 Bye. Bye. Knock it out of the park. Yeah, it was good, man. Very happy to be back. Glad to have you yeah, back. That was nice. Very happy. Thanks. Now, Very now, happy. fuck off again. Yep, sweet. See you later. <laughs>